Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Ellie Dak and Timothy go with you. And it's time now for In the Spotlight. And today, oh, this is my favorite topic. TV is in the spotlight. <laughs> Whether you're watching TV while in bed or you're watching TV sitting down in front of your sofa, TV is rapidly pivoting towards over-the-top media services from one traditional pay TV subscription. And with that, uh, media companies have realized the need to adapt and cater towards the constantly evolving habits of TV viewers and consumers on, well, both creative and the corporate level. You don't have any, like, uh, one of those entertainment package... uh Cable, you mean? C- uh, cable, yeah. I oh. never did. Never did. The only package I had when when I had cable was news. That's yeah. All. And that was the only reason we got the <laughs> cable package, was, which was for news. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, you can watch news on like YouTube, right? Actually, yes, they, yes, they, they do the broadcast there, right? streaming yeah, devices. Yeah. And most uh, major news networks also have apps on TVs yeah, yeah. or on your Android uh, TVs as well that you can follow. Um, but, you know, many... Many of these uh, uh, media entertainment companies have continued to invest in in Asian content. Oh, yes. Japanese, Korean, um, very popular. So mm-hmm. let's find out a little bit more where the trend is going uh, on this front as well. On the line with us is Shunning Fu, who is Director of Acquisition and Programming, KC Global Media Asia. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. I've got a question for you. Your role, right? Director, acquisition and programming. Right. So you sit down all day just watching all these shows, pass, fail, pass, fail. Is that what happens? <laughs> well, part of it, yes. To answer you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I want no. that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes I wish it's as easy as that. Uh, but it goes beyond that. Uh, well, a typical day of my life definitely is to, you know, watch programs. Yeah. But at the same time, in order to get this program onto my channels, I got to negotiate with the licenses. So mm-hmm. it's a lot about deal negotiation, a lot of calls, a lot of discussion um, internally and externally. Mm-hmm. And because uh, my role also entails the programming portion, so it involves um, the operational part of uh, the job as well to actually make sure that um, everything is on schedule. Yep. And um, we also analyze ratings with uh, my research colleagues to make sure that I know we, we stay competitive. Mm. Yep. So, Shuning, what has changed in, in your view when it comes to, well, viewing habits, pay TV habits and things like that among consumers? Yep. Well, the viewing habit, like you mentioned, you know, earlier just now, um, there's that big transition to, to the OTT. But at the same time, I think um, what we do best is actually, uh, you know, to stay uh, relevant. We go beyond just the pay TV space. So, for example, where, you know, we do launch, in fact, recently, Animax channel, the anime channel, and Gem, the Japanese entertainment channel on Malaysia Tonton, which is actually a streaming platform. Uh, we also launched Animax and Gem in India uh, on the Amazon Prime platform. So, you know, with the different types of, um, the different patterns of consumption of media content, uh, what we do is to actually keep ourselves updated and to also leverage on the technological advancement as well as to, you know, stay relevant uh, with um, the different patterns of consumption recently. 
Mm, talking about patterns of consumption, Japanese and Korean content uh, seems right. to be up. I suppose uh, for starters, what's your favorite Korean show, and and where do you see this trend going? Well, um, Korean show is not just my favorite, I believe, um, and I think I, I speak on behalf of a lot of Korean fans out there. The Halloween Wave has been ongoing for many, many years. You know, when it comes to uh, the Korean content, um, both the drama and variety are definitely in demand. So we can see how uh, we, you know, our consumers enjoy the different genres of Korean content mm. on the channel. Uh, so we have simulcast titles like our recent Miraculous um, Brothers from SLL Studios. And we have the all-time favorite reality um, variety show, Running Man, yes. from SBS. Yes. Yeah, so that's one of our, our biggest favorite. And in fact, uh, last year, uh, even though, you know, there was still some sort of COVID restriction, we still managed to do a virtual uh, fan meet with okay. um, Kim Jong-gook, which is one of the cast from Running Man. Oh, Wow, yeah. I, I think Running Man is quite amazing. I, I actually had some uh, places of interest to visit going to Korea. <laughs> I got there because of Running Man. Isn't Running Man a dance craze from the eighties? It's uh, you're thinking about you're thinking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger show. Uh, but um, in Asia, if we're looking at the various countries' rights, is there is there some sort of pattern when it comes to this demand for Japanese Korean content? Are you are you seeing that perhaps? Yes. Uh, in fact, um, you know, maybe I talk a little bit more about the Japanese content as well. Yeah, I think, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, like, I mean, besides you know, Korean being so popular, I think um, Japanese content is is actually a big part of the Asian content that should not be neglected. Okay. Um, yeah. In fact, um, there is um, an ongoing demand, a growing demand for um, Japanese content, mm-hmm. and we see how um, Japanese content has. It's transcended as well. You know, take for instance for um, our channel, Gem, we license a program called Masquerade. Mm. In fact, Masquerade is a long-time classic show from Nippon TV, a close partner of ours. Mm. Uh, So it's really about, you know, how the participants of the program, they actually kind of like uh, dress up and then they do like cinematic uh, performance to showcase their ability and um, creativity. Okay. And a lot of times, this sort of programs actually, you know, you do not need to understand the Japanese language to enjoy the show even. It's <laughs> yeah, true. So that's, yeah. Yeah, so that's the beauty of how um, the Japanese content is. And yeah, and we see that uh, growing. And of course, I think from our point of view, it is important to always stay relevant and we do so by localization. So, and what do I mean by that is, so, for example, we actually co-produced two series of this travelogue program okay. called Budget Trip in Japan with Kansai TV, yet another um, close partner of ours. So, uh, we actually bring the audience to the less known parts of Japan because, you know, Japan is a very popular um, tourist destination yeah. for the Southeast Asian people. Yeah, so so we actually did um, the travelogue program and, and it's unique because we are working with a uh, tight budget. Mm. So, as you know, traveling in Japan, it's costly. It's amazing because I know this is slightly off, but you see that correlation between these sort mm. of content and the travel industry, especially with the travel industry yeah. picking up now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. All the more people who want to consume this content to be, uh, how to say, like, uh, I, I need to know everything before I go into that country sort of attitude. Yes, yes, exactly. And also how uh, we bring them to places that are less known. 
Yeah, mm, mm. that's touristy in a way. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so back to your job, which I, I, I really, really fascinates me. Um, talking about how to select these programs, I know you're looking at ratings as well. How do you define or, or how do you quantify that? Okay, other than ratings, that this title can potentially be a hit with viewers. I mean, in the music world or in the radio world, mm-hmm. there is a rhythmic uh, sort of beat that we know, okay, maybe this song is going to go far on the charts because people like that. How do you do that with TV? Mm, yeah, so besides ratings, of course, I think um, how we stay relevant is on the social media trendings as well. Okay. And social media trending, I, I refer to both our own social media platforms, where obviously we have our own um, you know, algorithm and our sure. um, analysis of that. Mm. Um, as well as, you know, what is actually ongoing and what is trending on, you know, generally speaking in the social media world. Yeah, so it's definitely important to stay relevant. And we also do different sorts of um, competitive analysis, right? I, I think beyond just looking at our very own ratings, we look at what is trending in, in uh-huh. other markets okay. as well, just to understand like the, the marketplace better. Mm, very holistic approach to this. Really quite fascinating. Exactly. We've been speaking with uh, Shining Fu, who is Director Acquisition and Programming, KC Global Media Asia. Do appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Monday evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.